Hello and welcome back to the big NBA preview for the Statcast. Yes, the number you see, as long as this is going to go, it's going to be a pretty long podcast. Sam and I, we've got a lot to talk about. We did have our first NBA games last night, recording this uh, Wednesday uh, late morning. So by the time this gets up, we might have had an extra night of games. So far, all we've seen are the Clippers over the Lakers and the Nets over the Warriors. But we're going to have a lot of fun stuff tonight. A lot of people are going to make a lot of really rash decisions based on one night. I mean, they already are based on last night. So, I mean, not too surprised. It looks like the Lakers are somehow going to be unable to defend their title now that they lost by seven points to the Clippers. So that's yeah. I was actually I was ready to call it after the first quarter. Their season's basically over. Yeah, then they uh, nearly tied up in the second quarter, but I guess that's neither here nor there. Anyway, we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. We've got our entire NBA standings previews. We're talking about all the transactions that happened. Um, We're going to talk about uh, win totals that we think they're going to have. Just all things NBA, uh, something to keep things to keep your eyes on heading into the season. We're also going to do our awards picks. We're going going to get into all that, but first, Milo Hamilton. Swinging, lining it to left. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Chris Park. All right, and welcome back to the NBA preview. So what we're going to do is I'm going to read off my teams as far as uh, where I have them placed in my standings. Sam is going to give a rundown on the transactions that they did this offseason. We're both going to give our predictions on where they land and how many wins they're going to get. All right, so I think we're starting with a pretty obvious team. We're starting in the Western Conference here. Let's start with the Los Angeles Lakers. Sam, what do you got for me about him this offseason? So their additions this offseason were Dennis Schroeder, Marc Gasol, and Wesley Matthews, and they lost Rajon Rondo, Danny Green, JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, J.R. Smith, Dion Waiters, and Avery Bradley. So basically what they lost is, like, not the backbone basically the, of last Basically the, be- the best, like, three or four players on their team are gone. The best three or four players? Yeah, Dion Waiters, J.R. Smith, and JaVale McGee. Oh, yeah. The guys who, you know, you can trust in any single situation if possible. Yeah. It's like, it's weird because the Lakers, I think they got a little better, even as they got less deep. Although you clearly can question whether or not having JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard on your team makes you deep. But at the same time, like, I don't know, those guys can move a little better than the Marcus Soule that we saw last night who came out of retirement and joined this team. Um, those guys are basically just like, you plug them in, maybe one of those guys is having a good night. It's a good chance none of those guys are having a good night, but at the very least, they keep AD out of the center position. But I like the additions that they have, even though they just sort of change the roster. I think they make it better for the playoffs in the sense that this is a team that you're not going to have to depend on LeBron and Anthony Davis that much. And LeBron and Anthony Davis didn't play that much in the playoffs, so it's all sort of because they just sort of... Uh, destroyed everybody in their path there was only one team who even uh won two games in a series against them and that was in the finals and that was the second game that they won when they was when they're already down three to one so they weren't really doing all that much but i love the additions we talked before about the dennis shooter edition i think that's great for him you lose a little bit of that rondo stuff as far as like oh suddenly this is a guy who can ball handle and 
make really good passes and like LeBron and Rondo on the floor together is something that people have been dreaming about for a long time and finally come to pass. But at the same time, Dennis Schroeder can get you buckets. Montrez Harrell can get you buckets. What do you think? Do you think that this team is losing a little bit of the defense even as they get a little more offense with an infusion of talent here? Yeah, interesting how I didn't even put Montrez Harrell down on the list I have. No, he belongs there at the very yeah, that's Yeah, that's very puzzling. But yeah, I mean, I think what they did was they condensed the talent of like seven players into three players. I think Mark Gasol kind of is the overall, um, I don't know, synthesis of JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard, but with a lot more skills. <laughs> At this point, would, would you rather have JaVale McGee than Mark Gasol? He scored zero points in 12 minutes. Well, no, I wouldn't, but that's... Looks like... Uh... I, he didn't. He couldn't move his feet on defense. It was a little uh, disconcerting to me, at least. And then, then you got a three and D guy, Wesley Matthews, to replace Danny Green and J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters and Avery Bradley, and then Schroeder, who can provide more scoring than Rondo with less. Um, uh, He's smart yeah. at six six one. Can't pass as well. Yeah. Do you do you think that the 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 additions worked? We saw last night that we saw last not... night. Uh, I don't want to judge off last night a lot because I f- there was a lot of championship hangover. You could even see in the like ring presentation that they were still so adamant about that ring. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that we saw what we saw last night is not about their performance. What we saw last night is that I noticed was interesting is about the minutes that Anthony Davis and LeBron were playing, especially LeBron. And LeBron was like um, one of the only guys who was a positive uh, plus minus on the team. I think. Uh, Markeith Morris was also? Markeith Morris is the Lakers one, right? Yes, the Markeith, worst one, yeah. Yeah, Markeith Morris and LeBron were like the only two guys that had like a positive plus minus on that team, which I thought was a little interesting. A um, little worried about like, I don't know, they had those big lineups that worked against teams until the teams like had to like go a specific way to try to beat them, and then they would just switch to Anthony Davis and beat you down with those AD at the five lineups. And now, like, okay, are you gonna, I mean, it's the Clippers, and the Clippers' big men are a little shaky, but Zubat's, like, scored 11 points, I think. Um, who's our other center? Ibaka? Ibaka, like, got some stuff done. That makes me a little nervous for what the Lakers are going to be able to do at center because of their, like, they might just get kind of roasted on the defensive end by centers, which is a little scary. And if LeBron isn't going to be playing a ton of minutes, then they also might get wings go by him. But at the same time, I think this is the kind of stuff that maybe lasts at most through January, and then after that, it's sort of like Lakers dominance. What about you? Uh, I thought Schroeder worked so well last night. Honestly, he actually almost had a triple level. Of course, he didn't. He didn't shoot that well, but his assist to turnover ratio was really good. It was eight to one. Yeah. Um, the, the five for fifteen wasn't great, but I mean fourteen, twelve, and eight. Um, kind of making up for a little bit of Anthony Davis and LeBron who didn't really do that much. Anthony Davis was a minus 16 in the most actually second most minutes played. He played 31 minutes. And yeah, LeBron 22-5 and 5. I, well, again, I just don't think this is like anything to worry about as a Lakers fan. This team will be fine. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Uh, and I I'm, think I'm not moving on my predictions. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's I feel like I feel like they're going to play a lot better in the next game. And because I think Gasol kind of, uh, he, uh, I mean, he didn't look great in the uh, 12 minutes that he played. He just didn't really do anything. But we we have seen, there were a lot of centers who signed contracts this offseason. There is going to be a center floating around at some point who gets on the buyout market. And I think the Lakers get that for what they need 
you know, at some point, like near the trade deadline or something along those lines. And their offense, I obviously do not worry about. I think their offense is absolutely going to be just as good, uh, if not better, this season. It's just their defense and, like, I don't know, Kuzma. If Kuzma is, like, really buying in, then that's great. But Lakers still have a lot of fours because I don't quite buy Montrez as a defensive uh, guy at the five. He's, like, what, six, seven, six, eight? A little worrisome. But at the same time, I don't know, what, what, what's your record for them this season? Where do you have them placing in the West? Uh, I have them number one in the West at 48 wins. All right. And I have them number one in the West at 50 wins. I have them as the only 50-win team in the West. I feel like that's probably a, a, a safe bet. Yeah. You don't, don't seem to have any 50-win teams in the West. No, I don't. All right. So let's move on to the next. Is there anything else you want to talk about the Lakers, or should we move on to the next team? No, I think the Lakers are very reliable, honestly. Well, well question: Do you think do you think the Lakers are title favorites this year? Do you like title think, favorites? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. They see. Why do you think they're title favorites? Nobody. That nobody. I would. When I say title favorites, I'd say I'd take them over the field. Okay. Because I don't see. I think the next most talented team is probably the Nets. Yeah. But again, they haven't played together. I mean, of course, they look good last night. We'll get more into that when we get to them but i think the lakers are the team to beat. yeah the nets we're going to talk about them i think like the lakers i think their offense is real good like lakers i don't think their defense is going to be quite what we hope for but i think their defense is going to be worse than lakers but we'll get to them later you've also got the bucks and the clippers as possible contenders but like the lakers last year i think people were saying that this is just like the lakers last year but better this year i would say you 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 go up some ways and you go down some ways. This is probably a this is probably a better team last year, which I don't know if it was a title favorite, but a lot of people picked them to win the title. But I think this year everyone is pretty comfortably putting them number one in the West. There isn't really a team to compete with them. Golden State obviously lost Clay Thompson, and that's a big blow for a team that was I think hoping to contend for that spot. Um, so yeah, Lakers. We both have them as title favorites. We'll make our picks for um, who's going to be in the championship at the end of the pod. And I gotta guess the Lakers are going to be in there for both of us. All right, so getting to the next team, the Denver Nuggets. What did they do this offseason? Uh, the Denver Nuggets didn't do much this offseason. They drafted R.J. Hampton out of one year removed from high school. They acquired Jermichael Green. Then they let go of Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumlee, and Torrey Craig. Do you think those moves moved the needle for him? Do you think uh, that changed him from being the team that ended up in the conference finals last year? No, but I don't think they're going to get back to the conference finals. Tell me about them. Well, Nuggets, the Nuggets team is just a bunch of well-rounded players. I know Murray kind of took over in the playoffs, in the bubble, but I don't see that happening against better defenses. Um, Donovan Mitchell guarding Jamal Murray is really not that much of a tall ask for Murray. Mitchell's not the best defender. Beverly Um, was hurt in the bubble, so he didn't go up against him. Exactly. So I think the Nuggets kind of need a. They don't need anybody, but they're just. I think it would take like some injuries on other teams for them to win the title. Yeah, I agree with you that I don't think they're title contenders. What I do like is just how absurdly talented Murray and Jokic are. And we were all talking, I think, about Jokic as like, oh, this guy, he might not be MVP this year, but maybe he's going to finish in the top five. And I think we talked about him both the last couple of years as far as like this guy might secretly be one of the best players in the NBA. I don't think it's a secret anymore, but the leap that Jamal Murray and Don Mitchell as well, who we'll get to made in the bubble. Holy, I think 
that's the kind of Steph Curry leap. That's the kind of leap where you're like, oh, this is this is the guy who could be the best player on a championship team. And I don't know that that's ever going to happen for him. I know he and Jokic and MPJ are going to be like phenomenally gifted on offense this year. Like they all play very differently. Like you have Jamal Murray, who is a guy who shoots a ton. Uh, he can drive to the basket, not at will because he's not quite a huge guy, but he's pretty good at it. Uh, you have Jokic, who's one of the maybe the best passing center the NBA has ever seen and gifted offensively himself. And MPJ is this guy who like can take you off the dribble, is super athletic, um, just has these long, long arms. And like he can yeah, play defense. Yeah, though. exactly. None of these guys are really like uh, hot shot defenders. And when you lose someone like Jeremy Grant, who at the very least, like, even if he wasn't always succeeding, was at least the kind of guy you could throw on other people. Maybe Jamichael Green will be that guy for you this year. I don't really know. If we don't see MPJ with like a significant defensive improvement and also maybe a better IQ from him, it's hard to have him stay on the floor as often as he probably will this year. So that's the only thing that worries me is it's you might have a very mistake heavy team if you if you're depending on so much of your offense, which they're not going to depend so much since they've got Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. But if you depend a decent part of your offense on someone like Michael Porter Jr., because I mean, at some point, Jokic and Murray are both going to have to sit and you're going to have MPJ running the floor with, I don't know, Will Barton and co., which is a little, makes me a little nervous. Yeah, I think not enough people are talking about the fact that Paul Millsap is not going to do that much and that he's still being paid a lot. Yeah, they, they, we just talk about the Lakers who are absurdly deep at the power forward position, uh, while not that much else in other places. The Nuggets are laughably thin at the power forward position, and that's why uh, it's going to be really hard to guard the big wings. Like Luka Doncic, I don't know who you guard him with. LeBron James, I don't know who you guard him with. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, I don't know who you guard them with. And so that's the kind of thing that scares me a little bit as far as a, a team going far in the playoffs. However, I don't. there are so many teams in this league who just don't even come close to the talent level of the Nuggets. So I feel like... Even though you don't have quite the same environment and home field advantage this year with no fans, are the Nuggets the only team that has a home field advantage in the pandemic because they still have um, the altitude? And I guess if like team you play a, two games there in a row instead of one, it makes it a little different, which I know the scheduling is a little weird this year. But do we think that the Nuggets like are just going to feast on not that great teams and then... Um, at least have the offensive firepower to go up against the best teams, even if they don't have the defensive chops? I think that's an about an accurate statement. I don't think they'll get blown out in a game. I don't... I, oh, let me rephrase. I don't think they're going to get blown out in many games. I think their point differential is going to be very high. Um, I think they'll score a lot, as you said. But I feel like the Jermichael Green pickup was kind of to fill a you know 4-5 kind of defensive anchor for when Jokic is on the bench. And I don't know if he's going to pull that off. Yeah, that's the problem. It's I mean, I kind of want to see if they play Bull Bull at all. I mean, as much as they play him, he's not going to be good on the defensive end. He's going to be like... It's interesting. They've got these two super talented guys in uh, Bull Bull and Michael Porter Jr. One is definitely more advanced than the other, but neither of them is quite ready, I think, for like consistent NBA minutes. And also RJ Hampton, who like... I love the kid. I think he's going to be successful in this league, but he's super raw. I like that, you know, he's, I think we talked about comparing him to Jamal Murray specifically on the podcast, uh, previewing the draft, but 
I don't know if he uh, really is that impactful this year. They have they have better perimeter defenders. I like what they have there. I like Gary Harris. I think he's going to be good. And obviously, I like Will Barton. I think he's one of the, the better defenders in this league, and that gets underrated a little bit. But, yeah, I don't... The question is, so we saw in the playoffs what happened when they ran into the Lakers. Because this team, like, sometimes their offense just gets totally caught up in a standstill. And then you have Jokic, like... 30 feet away from the basket, just moving kind of slowly. Like, yeah, he's always moving kind of slowly, but this he's moving more slowly. He's not really making any cuts. Jamal Murray, uh, he runs a little bit out of space when Jokic is that far up. And so, like, if you don't have to throw, like, an incredible defender on him or if you throw the right guy on Jokic, then Jamal Murray doesn't quite know what to do. And that's the kind of thing where I think Michael Porter Jr. really needs to, like, show up or else this team is definitely going to have a cap on. But where do you have them in the West? And what record do you have them at? I have them fourth in the West with 46 wins. I have them, funnily enough, I have them second in the West with 45 wins. I have a little bit of a bottleneck, you could say, if I'm the two through 10 spots in the West. All right, um, let's get on to the next team, which I think is going to be one of the dominant storylines all season long, depending, seeing as like how well they do. Los Angeles Clippers. So the Clippers added Serge Ibaka, Nicholas Batum, Luke Kennard, Daniel Oturo, and Reggie Jackson, but they lost Montrez Harrell, Landry Shamet, Roddy Magruder, and Jermichael Green. Yeah. Obviously, the Ibaka for Harrell thing is not an even trade, but you get some good things as you lose some other things. Ibaka can shoot threes. Harrell is a better scorer, at the very least. Ibaka is a better team defender harrell is not quite as well but also harrell like is just more energizing he can create offense or jabaka can't so i think i think this is just an interesting thing altogether do you think that zubat this is like zubat's breakout year heck no no what no why not uh honestly that question caught me so off guard i've never heard i've never heard somebody say that you know i mean that's what they have me on here for do you think that zubat's could uh do you think that zubat's I think I'll benefit from yeah. a lot of minutes because they don't have many centers. But if you put a Baca at center and they see how well he can, you know, play as an undersized center, I think Zubac will be in there for offense, and I think Abaka will be in there for defense. Okay, I think I agree with you there. I just, I don't know. I liked what I saw from Zubac last night, and I'm wondering if this is the kind of guy who, like, we talked him up his rookie year when he was on the Lakers, and then he kind of got a little uh, shoved to the side last season because. The Clippers just had a logjam of guys everywhere. And so now, like, where there's less depth, like maybe more attention is being paid to the forward position or the guard position. You only really have um a bucket to contend with at the for those center minutes. I think I think he could make like some real noise. I don't know if I think he could score like 14, 15 points a game, which is pretty good for a guy who's probably gonna be a backup center. I don't know if he'll score that many. I I think he'll be closer to eleven or twelve. Yeah, 14-15 is probably probably a little high, but you never know what happens if like he impresses early on and then he just gets given more minutes because I don't know if Ibaka can really handle the rigors of a 72-game schedule. Maybe he can. He's been playing forever. He seems to like have had a resurgence over the past couple of years, but I don't know if I trust him to stay healthy the whole season. But uh, They drafted Oturu. I mean, yeah. I, mean I feel like... <laughs> Oturu like might play, but it's not like he's going to be playing like uh, constantly or consistently. Oh, is, was he... Uh, he was a late first round pick, right? Or was he the second round? Yeah, pick? You know, yeah, he was late. Yeah. I mean, and then they have they have they have Cabin Gelly from last year. Yeah. I feel Cabin like they, they, they they'll split minutes. 
Kevin Galli played a whole minute last night, which yeah, I know. I he's... mean, yeah, he's Mafindu, I believe Mafindu, uh, yeah. Kevin Galli from Florida State. Yep. I liked him in college. He was like this this big guy who like yeah, bodies was, kind of bounced off of him. Yeah, but not not it's not all that put together offensively. I think he's still a little raw there. So maybe he gets minutes just to like bounce around with some guys. Maybe um try to draw some fouls on like Nikola Jokic or something like that, or Anthony Davis or Nikola Jokic, I think. But I don't really know if uh, he's going to get that many minutes. So, okay, we should probably talk about, you know, the two main people on this Clippers team, uh, Luke Kennard and uh, Sweet uh, Lemon Pepper Lou. <laughs> uh, yeah, Luke Kennard, man, what a great what a great contract that was, right? Four years, $64 million. I can't believe it. This guy, what is what has he proven outside of the fact that, like, He's a white guy with a shot, so you, oh, he must be like a white guy who can shoot. And he, yeah, he shot, man, he shot so well on the Pistons, man. Oh yeah, more of that, please. <laughs> People are talking what, what about will not play a lick of defense is yeah. undersized and is not good. People are talking about him as a creator. Maybe he can put the ball on the floor a little better than some other people. But, oh, my, they think he's like Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero or something like that when he's clearly not. It's it's all the draft pedigree. Like, Duncan Robinson goes undrafted, but let's say someone was super into Duncan Robinson and takes him, like, in the first round, the same way that people were super into Luke Kennard. Also, shouldn't mention that Duncan Robinson didn't get discovered because he went to, like, some Division three college, so they went to Michigan. Uh, he went to Michigan. Yeah. Uh, don't forget that. Luke Kennard was at Duke, so that's a little more yeah, of his, a pedigree. His, his nickname is Duke Kennard. <laughs> I just yeah. made that up. Luke Kennard and Tyler Hero. Both Duke guys, both white no, guys. Who can shoot. Come on, Tyler here, Kentucky. Sorry, yeah. Kentucky, Kentucky. Sorry, sorry. I'm, there's a lot of uh, white Duke guys who can shoot. I gotta say, but yeah. So there's just a massive difference in between the two, and well, I don't know if like Tyler Hero ends up getting the max or something like that. We'd like to see more than just uh, one season out of him. Luke, like Tyler Hero's success is getting got Luke Kennard paid. I, I like. We're gonna talk about the Markel Fultz deal, which I actually am a fan of because you know. I'm still on Markel Fultz Island, and clearly the magic are. But Luke Kennard. The <laughs> More Clippers like are Luke gonna, Kennard. God. The Clippers are going to play him like 10 minutes a game by the end of the season, if that. He's not doing much. I don't know. What, what, I think, think, yeah. what I think people are not talking about is Batum is going to be underpaid this season, which is hilarious. Yeah, Batum uh, consistently overpaid. Yeah, and hilarious. now he's going to be underpaid. People are going people are going to be so like, like, man, this guy should be getting like 15 million a year. Look at this dude. Yeah, averaging 10, 5, and 5 in like 20 minutes. Yeah, that's the thing. People, like, if they see someone um getting paid a ton of money and they're not doing that much, and then the guy goes to a different team where that team isn't paying him anything and they keep doing the same thing, people suddenly switch to, oh, look at this guy. It's it's all a matter of perspective. And so they're, they're, they're still the same player. Nothing's really going to change with Batum. I just, uh, yeah, it should be the Hornets who keep paying him is all I'm saying. Not the Clippers shouldn't suddenly be like, mm, Batum, third uh, small forward in this uh, with uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. All right, they have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Paul George, who went off last night with 33 points. On, yeah, it's, I, believe, I don't know why. He, yeah, he just d- seems to turn it on, you know, not when he wants to, but when it when it's like, you know, uh, it's 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 been a while since I've played well. I should probably start doing it at Dude, some point soon. Dude's jumper was just on fire last night i don't know i like what i saw from him he just kept hitting shots and hitting shots well Kawhi like could not really get that much offense really going i think Kawhi like what 21 points and 22 shots or something like that 
Pretty sure he had 26. 26 points and 22 shots? Yeah, so I don't know. But obviously Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are going to be important this year. Uh, this was a team that choked in the bubble. Lotwen was up 3-1 on the aforementioned Denver Nuggets and then choked away every single game left in kind of embarrassing fashion. Like, you just... Then we had the Paul George yeah. quote saying, we didn't change anything. Yeah, Fired Paul, their head coach. Yeah. Paul George was like... I don't know if uh, Doc Rivers telling Paul George to shoot, to turning him into J.J. Redick made him uh, knock a basketball off of the side of the backboard, but just watching that in real time made you realize just how absolutely screwed the Clippers were. And so... I like that they beat the Lakers. I think they beat the Lakers in more games than Lakers beat them last year. And so I don't know if this team is better. I think it's worse. I think losing Montrez, Lou Williams, like, I don't know how much. I don't know if it's better, but it's certainly worse. (laughs) I mean, in some areas, it's a little, it might be a little better, but in other areas, it's clearly worse. So that's just like, it's, it's, it's not like it's shuffling deck chairs in the Titanic. This is a team that's going to contend for the title. I mean, clearly, they just beat the Lakers on opening night, but that's the resting Lakers. And, like, if LeBron and AD double those minutes I, and lock down on Paul George, I don't think he's uh getting those looks that he's getting and, like, hitting shots like that. I mean, maybe you're just hot on some nights and that's what you get. But I think it was a little more of a symptom of LeBron and AD maybe not being quite as locked in. So I'm a little worried about the clips. Uh, does this... Is, like remember when Rondo was on the Celtics and he would only show up on nights when uh, it was on national TV? Yes, I think this Clippers team is kind of like that. Yeah, there's some teams who like. I feel like, be- that's, I feel like that's the Lakers, no? No, I feel like that's the Clippers. The Lakers, the Lakers have too much talent. The Lakers have too much talent to just like fall down on any given night, and that's why I have them winning more games than the Clippers this year. I don't know if the Clippers have enough talent to do that because like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, especially Kawhi Leonard, rests. I'm a little nervous about the team outside of him. Just a little nervous because it's not as deep as last. You don't have Montrez Harrell, so you're losing that offense. Luke Kennard, um, fine. Maybe he uh, turns into a scorching shooter at some point, but he can't really bank on that. And so I think this is going to be a team that loses too many dumb games. What do you have their final record at? 47-25. and 25. I have at what place in the West? Two. And I have them at 44 and 28, just one game behind the Nuggets. All right. Uh, third? Third? third for you? Third for me, yeah. All right. So now let's go. I want you to guess who the next team I'm going to bring up to you is. We're doing West, right? We're doing West. So my number four. Your number four, Dallas. Oof. You're not going to get oh, there. It's Houston. It's Houston. Nah, it's the Blazers. Oh, my God, man. You're, oh, God, you're so bad. You're just not, you're not going to enjoy it. Being on the Blazers hype train is not fun. I'm not on the Blazers hype train. Well, yeah, you did. I hopped yeah. off. You, I'm on the Nurkic hype train. See, you've always been on the CJ McCollum hype train, which, come on, that's the wrong move. I'm on the Nurkic hype train. Much better place to be on. And the Rocco hype train. So that's what I'm thinking. That's what I want a little more. Nurkic maybe looked a little gimpy uh, during uh, the preseason. But, you know, guys turn it on. So what are the, what are the major moves they made this offseason? Well, as you said, they brought in Robert Covington. They brought in Derek Jones. They brought back Ennis Cantor from the Celtics. They lost Trevor Ariza, Hassan Whiteside, and Mario Hazonia. They lost those guys? Yes. Oh man, that's 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 so sad. I can't believe they lost those three guys. You're saying you're not a Trevor Ariza fan? <laughs> those are three of the most worthless players in the league right now. For all for different reasons, but Mario Hazonia just because he sucks. 
big time. Mario Hazonia suck. Like, I love I love when Mario Hazonia does great stuff, like you know, dunking over LeBron. What wasn't that? Wasn't something he did? Yeah, he well, no, he game winning layup. Yeah, he blocked the game winning layup right. on Le- LeBron. Then he dunked on Giannis and stepped over him. Yeah, like Mario Hazonia. He clearly can. He thinks he's the best player. In, there are a lot of players in the NBA who think they're the best player on the court every night that they play. Mario Hazonia is probably the worst player to think that in the NBA, and probably the worst player by a lot to think that. But I still think he thinks he's the best player. Then he for, realizes that. Oh yeah, I don't know how to play basketball. Oops, and so uh, bad things happen. Before yeah. you get started on these Blazers, I first want to preface this with: I think the moves that they made this off season are really good. Yeah, I think Robert Covington and Derek Jones are definitely an upgrade over Trevor Reza and Mario Hazonia. And I think Ennis Cantor is not an upgrade, but he's not a downgrade from Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, they're, they're totally different styles. I mean, so it's just there's they, they traded in for more defense, which which is something that they desperately need. I mean, Cantor isn't providing you that defense, but Covington is. Covington is maybe not be like the on ball defender that you might be really hoping for, but he's the kind of guy who can make up for mistakes that like McCollum and Lillard are making and maybe make it a little easier for Lillard on the defensive end. So like Lillard on the or sorry, for Lillard on make it easier for Lillard on the defensive end so that Lillard can do more on the offensive end. Cause I mean, Lillard had that insane bubble performance and they beat the Lakers in game one, which God, I cannot believe that actually happened, but Carmelo Anthony beat LeBron James. Um and Lillard obviously was definitely the MVP of the bubble, no questions asked. But at the same time, uh, that clearly wasn't sustainable. I think a lot of the reason it didn't quite work out so well for them is partly because Nurkic obviously was not that great. But Nurkic, when he's good, can be really good for them. They've got Nurkic. I think Zach Collins, I don't know if Zach Collins is healthy right now, but he should be pretty good for them. And Canner too. Those are some good centers. Those are some good big men who fit well with Damian Lillard. And Whatever Damian Lillard needs to do, whether he's doing the pick and roll, whether he's shooting, he's a great pick and roll guy. Or he's shooting his new half-court shot, which he's going to try, I feel like. Which, yeah, he has tried in the preseason and seems to be working well enough. Yeah, like, I would like to see him in a pick and roll with Ennis Cantor. I think that's a little interesting to see. And he, him and Nurkish together are obviously going to be terrific in that. And so I think this is a team that can score in a lot of ways. Derek Jones Jr., obviously the super athletic guy. Robert Covington uh, is your literally a classic three and D player. I would much rather have him than Trevor Reza right now, like you mentioned. And so I think my thing about the West is I think that there's one team that's probably the best team. And there's a lot of teams that we all have no idea where they're going to end up. So I have the Blazers right here for the, for teams two through 10 in the Western conference right now, I have that there's only a nine game difference between the second second best team and the 10th best team. I think that there are going to be 10 teams in the West that are 500 or over, and half of, and nine of those teams are going to be between 36 and 36 and 45 and 27. So having the Blazers here is just sort of indicative of what I think they can do in the regular season because I think this is a team that is more likely to you know, have fun. They've got everyone back. Damian Lillard um, is going to be sort of balling every night. CJ McCollum can't be as bad as he was last year. He was a little better near the end of the season. So I, it's hard for me to see a team that I am positive would will be that many teams that I'm positive will be better than them. And for all the teams below them, I have more questions than I do answers. And that's, so that's why I have them. I have them at eight. I have them at eight, 38 wins. Why are you not quite as high on the Blazers? They can't play defense and they need to play defense against the teams that they're playing against. 
It's a problem for a lot of teams this year, isn't it? Yeah, but when it gets to be a problem, Denver's offense is better than Portland's offense. Okay, if, but I if we're, if we're purely, yeah, way ahead. Yeah, I have two of them two ahead, but I have one game ahead. Okay, maybe you do. I have Denver eight games ahead. I agree with you on that, but at the same time, their offense we've seen can be otherworldly. Can be otherworldly. They have a I lot. Of, they have a lot of guys who can score, and if Nurkic is playing good defense at center, then that's a lot of guys who he can bang with. He can slow down guys like Jokic, guys like Anthony Davis, and he's pretty gifted on the on the offensive end as well. I mean, I think there's a Shaq quote from a while back that I heard recently about how like he doesn't see how all centers can't score like 30 points a game because all you need are like a couple buckets, uh, like a couple dunks in each quarter, maybe a couple breakaways, and there, look, you have 30 points. It's really easy as a center. And so Nurkic and then a guy who I'm going to get to very soon, pretty soon, those are guys who I think can just like end up with a bunch of points because they do a lot of things right and they're in the right place at the right time. They're good basketball players. So mm. I'm okay with why tell me why you were super high in the Blazers last year. You had them in the four spot. I told you that was ludicrous. I don't even know if I have in the playoffs and they ended up in the eighth spot. But the West the West is getting better and they're treading water right now. Uh, all right, hot take uh for you. The West is getting worse. No. Yeah. Mm, no the worst teams in the west are a little bit better the east is getting better the top the best teams in the east i think are getting a little better. not getting better uh, okay it's tough oh i think it's tough i think it's tough it's uh, so you think that there who do you think is like a team that you're just like you're looking at the blazers looking at this other team you're like this t- other team is clearly better uh well i have seven in front of them yeah i don't want to spoil them yet okay don't spoil them yet but so you're not a Blazers believer, not at all. Not not anymore. You think that this team is just going to be the had the same uh, place that they were last year, basically? Yes, this is correct. I mean, I disagree with you on that point. I think this is maybe I'm going to be the one with egg on my face this year after you were last year with uh, too much Blazers hype. I'm intrigued to see where you have the Hawks. I'm a little worried about them this year, but yeah, I don't know what you do about them. I think I, I have them as like being a surprisingly good team because I think they're going to be competitive every night, and I don't know if everyone's going to be competitive every night. And I think they're going to score in a lot. They are, have the ability to score in a lot more ways than a lot of other teams do, even as, yeah, their defense isn't that great. But they're a veteran team. I feel like they're locked down at least a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. So your final record for them? 38 and 34. I have them as 44 and 28. So same record as the Clippers. All right. My next team... Utah Jazz. Utah. I knew Utah. it. Yeah. Utah Jazz. What do you think about what what do Utah Jazz do this offseason? So they got Derek Favors, Shaq Harrison, and they drafted Udoka Azabuki from uh Kansas, and they lost Emmanuel Moutier. That's a decent offseason. Derek Favors is gonna be great for that team, like having him back. Yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. Remember when he was on the Nets? Good times. Remember when he was on the Rockets? No, no. bad times. And am I thinking of Derek Favors? I don't even know if I'm thinking of Derek Favors, but I think I am. Um, but yeah, Favors was good on the Pelicans. Favors was good on the Pelicans last year. Like those lineups with him and Zion in there, those went well. I think it's a little more interesting with him and Gobert, but I think it's going to be pretty good. At least they're going to be able to bang with the the larger teams. So, what do you think about them this year? Uh, you want my standings projection first? No, 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 no not your standings. But what do you think about them? Uh, they're almost the same as the Blazers. They haven't really done anything. Yeah. They still have Conley, who's not good. They still have Bogdanovich, who's didn't really progress. They signed Jordan Clarkson to a big deal. 
Donovan Mitchell still didn't really take a step forward. And Donovan Mitchell, did you see him in the bubble? Did you see him in the series against uh, Denver? Yeah, against a team that has no defense. Okay, Denver at least could put Will Barton on him. But I don't Gary think Harris, like. Yeah, but Will he's barely in the bubble. Will Barton was in the bubble. Yeah, it, again, this team did not did really nothing. I mean, the Derek Favors is okay, but. Uh, I just don't get why they extended Gobert. I know, He's not... I know exactly who you have at number two, by the way. I'm I'm positive I know who you have at number two. I already told you who I have at number two is the Clippers. Okay, then I know who you have at number three. Okay, who is it? We'll get we'll get to him when we get to him. But I disagree with you on the Jazz. I don't know where you have them. I think it seems like you have them around six or seven. I have them five. I have, I have them five. Them. You have them five? Yeah. You have them five? Okay, then I have them five too. So I have them just a couple games better than... Um, the six through eight spot so it's not like they're markedly better but at the same time i think donovan mitchell is going to win him a lot of games this year there's there's gonna be a lot of games where they have donovan mitchell other teams don't have donovan mitchell and that's gonna be the difference because he's yeah i think there's gonna be 39 of those games in fact (laughs) i just mean like games outside of like where their team is doing i don't i love royce o'neal on that team i rated him for a breakout last year it was more of a breakout on the defensive end than the offensive end but nevertheless he was very good um I think that Donovan Mitchell is going to win a lot of games. I think it seems like go, he and Gobert are, are relatively in good shape now. Gobert having uh, kicked off, you know what, way back in March. And he got paid. Big man got paid. Donovan Mitchell, I believe, also has a massive contract now. And so I think these. I think this is going to be a, a relatively happy team. I think um, you're in Utah. You, this is a team that's really going to have to hang out together this year because there's nothing else to do. And so I feel like, like I don't know, does that give them a little bit of like um, an intangible chemistry boost? Maybe. But Donovan Mitchell is going to be able to just, um, he's going to score a lot of points. And I think that they have the defensive chops more than most other teams do at like the two through five positions. If you consider Donovan Mitchell a one, which some people don't, that they're going to be able to uh, be a good team. Like Gobert locked in on the defensive end, that's terrific for them. Uh, you have Derek Favors also playing good defense and scoring a decent amount of offense, which we saw that he could do. And like going up for dunks, he almost played like a little Clint Capel, like in Clint Capel, like in the sense that he was a rim runner. And so I want to see more of that with him and Donovan Mitchell. Like when Gobert's not on the floor, I think Mitchell and Go Mitchell and Favors could have like pretty good uh, one-two punch right there. And so we both have him five. I don't know what you have him as the record. But I have them at forty-two and thirty, and fifth in the West. I have thirty-nine and thirty-three. Okay. All right. So next, okay. There's. We should mention that there's some news that broke not very long before. Really, the we're gonna go Houston next. <laughs> Here's the thing. Oh, oh, oh! We got new stuff on James Harden. So, well, yeah. Well, no, we have. Well, yeah. No, I. This man, NBA Twitter is oh Jesus, are, are absolutely FBI investigators. Oh, okay, okay, jeez. This is this is this is what James Harden said. Um, one thing after another, I went to show love to my homegirl at her event, not a strip club, because she was becoming a boss and putting her people in positions of success. And now it's a problem. Every day it's something different. No matter how many times people try to drag my name under, you can't. The real always end up on top. Ah, oh, jeez. That's really bad. That's that's really bad. He's not denying it. Um, I can't imagine that James Harden is going to be playing tonight. And so, yeah. That's, I had the Rockets here. I put them here yesterday because it was basically viewing it as, if James Harden stays, this is still a super talented team. 
You have Christian Wood. You have John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins. And even if James Harden goes, I bet it's for like Ben Simmons or something like that. And if it's not for Ben Simmons, it's probably for a Nets package. I, it, We've seen that it's very unlikely that uh, he goes to the Nuggets or the Heat, just as hearing like the Heat are like not interested at all. The Nuggets are not interested at all. I don't know what other team is really like doing something. Maybe Pascal, Pascal Siakam or Jalen Brown. Would you do Jalen Brown for James Harden? Do you also have to throw no, Marcus Smart? No, 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 no. I don't want James Harden. You wouldn't be excited to see what Kemba, Harden, and Tatum could do? No, because it's th- th- that's two guys with a usage rate of about 35%. Do you think that James Harden would make Tatum stop taking those 30-footers that he's been taking? Uh, and- also, why are we surprised that James Harden went to a strip club? That's just not the least, maybe the least surprising news of the year. Uh, he's... He said, "Not a strip club. It wasn't a strip club, actually." But no, it was just a cl- it was just it was a, a place club. for strippers a there. Club with people stripping. There's a difference, yeah, right? So yeah, I had him here. This this uh, makes me a little nervous because my what I had there is predicated on James Harden either playing or having like people who are pretty good making up for the lack of him being there. Well, also, there's a lot of people that are not going to be playing for the Rockets tonight because of contact tracing. Really. Yeah, Shams tweeted that Wall and DeMarcus Cousins and possibly more are expected to miss tonight's opener. Oh, jeez. Oh, my. Well, isn't that isn't that just terrific? The thing is, Harden confirmed to have COVID over the summer. So maybe he's just like, oh, I can go wherever I want. I don't really care. And like, it won't hurt me. But yeah, how fun to root for this guy. How fun to root for. Like, I loved rooting for James Harden because when, I don't know, he liked playing basketball. But it seems like he he clearly knows what he's doing. He's just, like, it's not abnormal for James Harden to go to the strip club. It's just a time when you're not supposed to go to the strip club. And so, I don't know. He seemed to be fine in the bubble without the strip club. Maybe uh, he just really needs it now. But yeah, so isn't that great? I had I had the Rockets all nice and as my sixth seed because I think that I want to talk about Christian Wood. Christian Wood is the other guy I was going to talk about with Nurkic. Christian Wood... He can score like you know. Oh, it seems like every facet of the game. Were you watching like his preseason debut? Yeah, he's nuts. I know it's preseason, but like I was watching that guy and thinking he can be an all star. Yeah, he's nuts. Yeah. I, I love him. I mean, he can finish with either hand at the rim. He can dunk. He can get these nice layups. He can move well. He can draw fouls. He can shoot threes. He can move out to the corner. He can ball handle. He can take. Um, I mean, I don't love him taking um long twos, but at the very least, he's willing to take them. He's like an offensively gifted player and defensively gifted player because I think he can guard the three, three, three through five. Yeah, I think he's honestly a KD com- a comp here, L- long uh, score. Well, I don't think he's quite a scorer. I think he, yeah, I, I think he gets buckets. KD like KD's smooth. KD is smooth. I think he's more like a skinny Anthony Davis kind of guy. So Kevin Durant. Well. I think they have different games. Anthony Davis until recently hasn't been like stroking three pointers, but Kevin Durant. Anthony Davis, like, Anthony Davis is just a fat Kevin Durant. <laughs> is that how like Luca? It's such, a, it's such a nuclear take. Is that how like Luca is like fat Steph or something like that? Trey Young is short Steph. <laughs> and Steph is not that tall himself. Um. So I love Christian Wood, and that's like that's the kind of reason which I was like, if James Harden actually was all locked in, the Rockets are secret um conference finals contenders this year, secret contenders for like the number two spot in the West. Because John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins both seem to be at the very least healthy, and that is humongous. Mm, but like they aren't because they have they're not playing tonight. Of course, yeah, and I mean, uh, kill me. So it's not great, but I just think it's a deeper. It's like a surprisingly deeper team than you would think. 
Like it goes, I think, 11 deep. is like there's 11 guys who would be fine with having on the floor. Like they got David Nawaba, who I don't know if he's going to crack the rotation, but he's this guy who's super fast, like can sometimes create offense in a hurry. No one's going to be talking about David Nawaba, but I like him. Uh, Daniel House, after that bubble snafu that I think was in, pretty impactful in the Rockets uh, getting bounced from the bubble the way that they did. Seems to be locked in and be like, actually, is going to be a good player this year. Eric Gordon, if James Harden isn't playing, then it looks like Eric Gordon's going to be more like the six man kind of guy. He looks healthier. His legs look better. He seems like he's going to be a little more locked in this year, which is great. And so I was just looking at the scene like, there's a lot of guys who can get buckets. Marcus Cousins, he looks phenomenal. Like, this, this is the best shape I've ever seen him in the NBA. I mean, this is like the best I've seen him since uh, he tore his Achilles, I think. Or is it ACL? Achilles. Which, which was the one he did first, tore first? He tore his Achilles first. Okay, that was the one when he was on Pelicans? Yes. Yeah, he looks like the best I've seen since that uh, Achilles injury, which is just great for... Uh, I mean, I don't know how much basketball he's played since then. I don't think it's actually any. But he looks good. He's shooting threes. He's a big guy who, like, you know, they've... In Christian Wood and DeMarcus Cousins, the Rockets have clearly solved their lack of a center problem. And I haven't even mentioned P.J. Tucker, who... Seems like he would get a lot more rest this year because he doesn't have to actually like play center in those tuck wagon lineups. But then you have James Harden going to the club, strip club, regular club, whatever. And you have John Wall doing God knows what. No, I like John Wall. I like John Wall this year. He seems like he's a leader on the team already. He seems uh, he seems he's a leader on a team that doesn't need one. What? He's a leader on a team that didn't need one. No, he's a leader on a team that really needed one. <laughs> no, he's a leader on a team full of egos. Yeah. I don't know what we see from the Rockets this year. 40 and 32, which I have him at. Uh, six in the West was what I had him with James Harden, like with the whole situation still going. Not with like James Harden fully locked in, but with this whole situation going on. If James Harden is going to try to um, basically hold out of games and give um, dumb answers about it, uh, just kind of lie about it, about what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. It's not like he's uh, not a respect. I don't know if he's a responsible adult, but nevertheless, he's an adult who's in charge of making his own decisions. If that's the decision he wants to make, then I mean, all power to him. But not exactly the best decision you can make or the most responsible one. I don't know. What do you think about the Rockets this year? I don't know where I you're have them. I have them 10th. Yeah? 36 and 36. Yeah. Too many moving parts and too many pieces that really don't fit together. What do you not like about the fit? Uh, There's no defense. Again, there's like even less defense now. John Wall is not going to play defense. DeMarcus Cousins John is John very much stuck like in boots. John Wall is actually like a very decent defender. I don't know about Yeah, but he's been injured so much that he's literally not playing on his own limbs. It was a partial Achilles tear. Should mention, not a full one. So if that means anything. And he says that he feels lighter than he has in a long time. And he looks fast. Well, yeah, he feels lighter because not all of his weight is on his legs because he's probably got screws that are supporting him up. Christian Wood's a great defender. Eric Gordon's a pretty good defender. Daniel House is a good defender. Peter Tucker, obviously, yep. is a great defender. You just named, like, four guys at the same position. No, none of these guys are the same de- de- uh, place. Christian was, the, Christian was the only one that's, that's not. It's a two, a three, a four, and a five. Harden's they're, like one, they're, like, they're like one inch apart. Gordon's, okay, that is true besides Christian Wood. I will say that's true, but, like, their bodies are just shaped differently. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a great, nice way of putting it. No, I mean, just they just look totally different, even, like, as they all like are within a couple inches of each other, height-wise. Is how 6'8"? I think he's not quite 6'8". Uh, let's see here. I think it's like more like a 6'7". He's 6'6". 6'6"? Okay. Yeah, makes sense. So then he and like Gordon and Tucker are all like 
It's in that six five, six six range. Exactly. I'm gonna start the rumor that PG Tucker is actually six two. You think anyone will believe me? Uh, I'm on the Draymond Green is six foot five hype train. We all know that. We all know Draymond six five. We just got seven foot long arms, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah. You know, what Taco, you know, you know what Taco Falls wingspan is? I'm a. I'm gonna imagine it's like seven eleven or something. It's eight foot four. Holy, that is monstrous. That is monstrous. Taco Fall is unbelievable. But yeah, but Christian Wood is like 6'11 with like a 7'4 wingspan. So I like what he can do. I like what he can do. And Sterling Brown is a good like off the bench uh, guard, uh, shooting guard defender. He can defend the one through three. Yeah, another Pretty one. Good. Wow. Yeah. Can't really score, but I mean, not bad, you know? I don't know. Obviously, we're going to talk about a lot about the Rockets because I'm a big Rockets fan. But so yeah, I have him 40 and 32, six in the West. You have him. Exactly at five hundred and in the last play-in spot. Is that correct? Yes. Also, we should we should mention. Not everyone might know about the plan thing. I think we might have touched on the previous one. No, we did. We talked about the plan on the previous one. But basically, yeah, the seven and eight play each other in round one. Nine through ten play each other. The winner of the seven and eight becomes a seven seed. The loser of the seven and eight plays the winner of the nine through ten, and the winner of that becomes the eight seed. Nice and simple. So basically, it makes it a lot easier for teams to get into the playoffs, and so a lot more teams are going to be in playoff games which is nice. It's nice to have that. And like those spots do matter. So I don't know. And we might even get like home field advantage by the time the play in tournaments are actually happening. So could be interesting. Could be interesting stuff. All right. So then let's get to who I believe is going to be your third overall team. The Dallas, Dallas Maverick. Maverick. Yeah. What'd they do this off season? Uh, they really didn't do much. They got Josh Richardson, Josh Green, Tyrell Terry, James Johnson, Tyler Bay. Lost- yeah. Yeah, not for this year. I like him. Yeah, he's on a two-way. And they lost Seth Curry, DeLon Wright, Justin Jackson, and J.J. Barea. Not nothing. Josh Richardson is going to be good for him this year. But what do you think about him? You've got him higher than I do. I'm a little bit worried about the KP injury. I'm not. That's one thing. You're right. I have them three in the West because I feel like the more and more that Doncic plays with his teammates, the better they're going to get. Uh, I feel like poor Zing, I feel like his... Porzingis is his best buddy. Uh, I feel like Willie Cauley-Stein is good. Tim Hardaway Jr. is there. You know, they you, got both on. DeMarcus Cousins and then bring up Willie Cauley-Stein as someone who's good? Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Just, just, I mean, just, they just got a, a, of all the they're just a very large team. They're just of, a large team. Of all the ex-King centers, I would rather have DeMarcus Cousins over Willie Cauley-Stein. One of them has actually shown me you something. You on Hassan Whiteside. What? You poo-pooed on Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, he's on the Kings now as well. Oh, wow. That makes uh, so much sense. Ben, ben, ben McLemore has tested positive. God help us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Daily Fantasy Sports, a.k.a. Dorian Finney-Smith, is going to do well. The thing about Harden, though, like if Ben McLemore is testing positive, that's not because of Harden. That's because of something else on top of all that. <laughs> Rockets, oh, geez. Well... Throw the towel, and they're finishing 13th in the West this year. Um, I feel like 10th is more, you know. If they can't, know. if they don't have anyone who can play the first couple weeks, what the hell are you going to do? Play Bruno Caboclo? Yeah, why not? They're going to play Bruno Caboclo, I know. But if not, but if Macklemore has COVID and Harden went to a strip club, I feel like those two together probably interacted with a decent amount of people. So probably Steven Silas interacted with them. I don't know. You got the coaches. You got, you got some older coaches on the Rockets uh, assistant coach bench. I'm a little bit worried for John Lucas. I hope he is all right. But Dude, here's, here's the most hilarious thing. Harden's going to get benched for it, 
and he's going to be totally fine with it. Well, he's going to get the spend The NBA is going to spend yeah. him. I mean, he has a lot of money. I don't think he hears that much. Oh, I know, but it's not like he's going to get benched. He's going to get suspended is what's going to happen. And that's like, we're not suspended, I guess. It's just sort of like, oh, you can't play. So. Yeah, suspended. Yeah, I guess it's not quite, I don't know. Does it count as like being on your record or something like that? Yeah, he's got a criminal record now. <laughs> your NBA criminal record. All right. Um, so yeah, tell me about the Mavs. What's I just your- feel like the Mavs are like one of the best defensive teams uh, in the West, and they have a star who can take over games offensively. And they're maybe not deep one through five, but they're deep at the big position, which not a lot of teams are these days. Yeah. I mean, I don't know quite how... Who have they got? Give me who you think their rotation is going to be. Uh, I mean, I have the roster in front of me. Yeah. Jo- Josh Richardson is probably going to start. I love Josh Richardson as a fit with Luca, by the way. I think that's Luca's, gonna be Luca's definitely going to start. Yeah. But I think Luca's going to start. You're right about that. Porzingis is going to start. When he plays. Yeah, that's four players. Then you have probably DFS, Dorian Finney-Smith, or Tim Hardaway Jr. Hmm. I think it's good up until you... I mean, I liked Tim Hardaway Jr. in the bubble. I didn't, I thought that wasn't too bad at all. No, it's. I feel like it's a platoon. Tim Hardaway Jr. is only going to play against lefties, and you know Dorian Finney-Smith is only going to pl- play against righties. <laughs> I like that. Um, THJ and DFS. I don't know. Gonna, there's going to be some... T- Willie Cauley-Stein, WPS. Yeah. I mean, no one calls Luka Doncic uh, LD. I played a... This NBA quiz the other day, we're trying to guess people's nicknames, and I could not guess who Cool Hand was. I don't think anyone calls Luca Cool Hand Luca. Can you believe that? Do you do? You, do you try Never to... heard that before. Never heard that before. Yeah, I eventually guessed it because I was going through all the trying to guess all the Lukes in the NBA. I think I guessed Luke Walton before I guessed Luca Doncic. But nevertheless, I think yeah, I think Josh Richardson is going to be a good fit for him because he's in a much better situation than he was in Philly. Like Doncic is the main creator. Like, Richardson, we saw, did some good stuff in Miami, and that's why he was the centerpiece of the uh, Jimmy Butler trade, which, not looking great for the Sixers. Jimmy Butler's looking great for the Heat. But I like uh, what we've seen from... um, I like what we've seen from Josh Richardson so far in the preseason. I think he's going to like just not having to do all that much. And the question is whether everyone else, like, does really well. Because, I mean, you might miss... Steph Curry a little bit. I don't. And I think next year Tyrell Terry might be able to step in. That. I have them at forty and thirty-two because I just worry about Kristaps Porzingis. I worry about big guys with injuries. Just like it seems like it takes longer for them to get back. You never know what's going to happen with that. And so I would rather take a sure thing of like guys who I know are currently healthy over the Mavs. Like I don't know, Luca could be the MVP this year. If I thought Luca was going to be the MVP this year, I think I would bump him up a few spots. And with like all the stuff that's going on with the Rockets right now. I have them with the same record as the Rockets, so I'm, I just have the Rockets ahead of them, and you could switch them easily. They could win five more games, and then they're, like, second in the West, according to my stuff. I just, um, I'm a little worried that, like, in a season this short, that not having KP for a little bit is going to lose them some important ground. With, like, again, for my two through, uh, just in my two through eight, those teams are separated by six games. My, even my, um... My five through ten are separated yeah. by three games. Exactly. And so I have them at Actually, my, my five through nine is separated by one game. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I have them here. I have them at the seventh spot. I think they can be better. I think they'll be better in the playoffs. Like if this team is going up against the Nuggets, I think they're going to beat the Nuggets in round one. If Because if, right now I have them in the seventh spot. I think they will easily win the playing game. Yeah, they probably I don't think they're going to end up in a playing game. You're probably right about that with the Rocket stuff. 
with the Blazers and the Jazz both being a little, you never know what's going to happen. But I am fine with I right now I have him in the seventh spot, and I think it's not crazy to have him. I have him at the three spot with forty six wins. Yeah, it's only six more wins than I have them getting, so it's not too crazy. Like they could easily just end up with forty three between the two, and neither of us would be surprised about that. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do think that you're right. Maybe forty and thirty two, which I have him at, is a little below what their like potential can be. While the Blazers and Jazz, I have them a little like closer to like their highest potential but again i see healthy stuff i see healthy teams and that's just who i gravitate to at the point like we have yet to see that luca can like legitimately win games by himself like consistently during a season do you remember how many close games they lost last year how many times they were winning and then just choked it away in the last few minutes because they're I think you're thinking of the celtics well i think you're thinking of the celtics no, you should look at the the record in like cl- in five point games last year in close games. I every time I watch them, they're they're sucked in the clutch. Their offense just absolutely just turned into a pumpkin. They lost it all. I don't know what's up with Luca. Maybe it's like the same thing where Harden kind of chokes in the playoffs. Like when you start turning your focus onto Luca, he's not quite ready. If we see a Luca that like is absolutely just dominating in the clutch and like is making um three point like we saw in the playoffs, yeah. In uh, that one game where he had that insane uh, step back three to win the game, but I want to see that consistently because there was a lot. There were a lot of games they lost in the playoffs and the bubble in the regular season where they were playing really well against great, really great teams, and then just kind of uh, choked it away at the end, or playing against pretty good teams and choked it away at the end. So that's I think the next step that they need to take, and I'm not quite sure they're ready to take that step yet, or they have taken that step yet. Um. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about like which of these teams do you like? Are you going to have like ranked the highest and in what order? I believe those were the it was Minnesota, New Orleans, uh, Memphis, and Phoenix, right? If that was the question, then there's no, there that's what I think. Yeah, I think those are, those are the four teams that we had like ranked in some order. Heck, that's horrible. No, that's there's... the opposite of my order, but no, so but just like uh, which teams would you have where? And I guess we answered this question, but I have. Three of those teams separated by just three games. So tell me what you got about the Suns this offseason, because they made a lot of made a lot of noise this offseason. All right. Well, yeah, the Phoenix Suns, they kind of made uh, a decent amount of noise. They uh they got Chris Paul. Yep. They got Jay Crowder. Yep. They they lost Ricky Rubio. They lost Kelly Oubre, and they lost Aaron Baines. I think they're good with that. I mean, it kind of sucks losing Aaron Baines because uh, those are some nice bench center minutes, but. Jay Crowder is terrific for younger guys, as we've heard, like from him with Memphis and with other teams. He's like, well, definitely willing to sacrifice. Um, Jalen Smith is an intriguing big, 10th overall pick. Like, I don't think he expects to play that much right away. But nevertheless, like, I like to see what he can do in that Bane slot of just like place him in the corner the same way that, like, in a miniature way to Baines and see if he can't help space the floor for, floor for Devin Booker and Chris Paul. What do you think about, like, this team went 8 and 0 in the bubble? What do you think about, like, after not being that great in the regular season? They also did not have Kelly Oubre in the bubble. What, what do you think about, like, how this team looks at the next season, like, going this upcoming season going forward? Uh, I honestly think they're going to be identical to last year's Thunder. Yeah? I think Chris Paul is going to carry them. But I think I think this Phoenix team is better than that OKC team. But I, I, I still feel like the other guys other than Chris Paul have some growing to do when it comes to winning games. Because Devin Booker doesn't really win games. <laughs> Yeah, Devin Booker, he had the 70-point game and a loss to the Celtics. I never want to talk about that game. There's Why not? Because so there's so many... They f- kept fouling when they were yeah. down by 20. It was kind of embarrassing. It's like, yeah, they wanted to get 70. He got 70. Congrats, Devin Booker. 
Um, do you think that losing Ricky Rubio is like an underrated loss that we're not like giving? No, not at all. Why not? Not at all. Because they have Chris Paul now. They're different players. Yeah. Obviously, not an offense dominator. Chris Paul is a little more so. Yeah, the, the Chris Paul is better than Ricky Rubio. Okay, okay. I don't know. It's 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 that Phoenix lifestyle, you know. Uh, I don't know what the Phoenix lifestyle is, but no, I I really love DeAndre Aiden this year. I think that he's gonna get like stink on him for being the first overall pick in the Luca draft, and like, well, it's not quite the same as like Hakeem Olajuwon and Michael Jordan getting picked one and three because Luca. Well, he might be an all-timer. DeAndre Aiden is not ever going to be anywhere close to Hakeem Olajuwon. I really like what he can do this season because he's a big center. He's seven-one, and he's not a skinny guy. And he like seemed much more comfortable, like going out at the perimeter, shooting threes, doing work in the post, playing good defense, which has been something severely lacking for him. Like I think that like a drug uh, suspension that he had earlier on. Uh, the beginning of last year really sent something into him because I liked him last year. And I, I think that about that. I actually yeah. don't even remember that happening. I don't think he's going to get it, but I think at the same time, he might compete for one of those center spots on the all NBA team, depending on whether AD qualifies for that or not. I, I wouldn't disagree. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I, I, I might disagree, but I wouldn't be surprised if this team is going to be successful. Aiden has to be a big part of it and like make a leap compared to last year. And I think he really like, has the ability to do that. Obviously, we know what Devin Booker can do. I'm sure that, yeah, maybe he can be a better scorer, which he already is a pretty great scorer. Maybe he can be a better passer, better defender. That's kind of something he's got to work on. But DeAndre Ayton, all he's got to do is just, like, improve on the pace that he's at. This is only going to be his third year in the league, and I think he's going to be really, really good. This and Is that just me, or do you think that— uh, no, I, I, I think he's, a lot of people overlooked him because of Luka, uh, but he was— still the number one pick and he still played pretty much like a number one pick he averaged a double double and i i feel like he's a terrific center and he's you know out shooting it to 20 feet right yeah and i think he can make corner threes i don't think that's the only thing he should be doing but yeah sure but i feel like he's definitely the complement to the paul and booker um iso to where you have a big man you can get it in the post or if you need a lob on a pick and roll, you know, he's the guy. Yeah, you're with like Chris Paul being able to shoot. Yeah, Ricky Rubio couldn't shoot. That makes Aiden like all the more likely to either he can either be making the kickout pass because we know that Chris Paul, even though he doesn't love spotting up, can spot up. We saw him do it um, in Houston, but also like he's going to be running the pick and roll with DeAndre. And yeah, maybe he's going to be barking at him the same way he barked at DeAndre Jordan back in uh, LA several years back. But at the same time, like, he's going to, I think, make him a better player. He's going to expect the best from him. And, like, with Chris Paul, you got a coach on the floor. you got a coach who's playing with you. And so I think, yeah, Aiden also won't get that much attention when, he, when he's doing those ISOs because there's a kickout threat. If he passes well this year, like, if he averages, like, four assists this year, which I don't think is totally crazy for him to do, four or five assists, then I think he's got a good basketball IQ. Then he's I'm gonna... very I'm very worried about Phoenix's depth. Is yeah. that's the thing? They yeah. really don't have anybody past like five or six. That's the issue. I mean, I like Bridges. I think he's a good guy for that team. Um, they have Sarge still. Yeah, there's there's their wing depth. We talked about it. Yeah, you were like, oh, their wing depth is amazing. Their wing depth. Well, they traded all way all their wings. They don't have Josh Jackson. They don't have who was the other wing? Kelly Oubre. 
That even that wasn't even one that I was thinking you of. You got Drake Crowder now, which I mean is nice. Yeah, that's not really. Eh. They traded away another one of their wings. I don't remember. Yeah, neither do I. But I mean, I yeah, they're the reason well, dr- back then we thought Dragon Bender was going to be something. Well, Dragon Bender like uh, was, you know, who was like Dragon Bender was like he's like um the kid on the Thunder, Pokushevsky. But we finally learned our lesson about like guys like that. Maybe uh draft him a letter. But Poku looks good. Shot looks good. He's <laughs> may not ever play NBA level defense, but he looks like a lot of fun. Um. But yeah, so I agree with you in the sense that they might not be that deep, and that's why I only have them in the eight spot. But I still have them winning thirty nine games this year. I have them at seven and thirty eight wins. So yeah. basically much the same, same thing. thing. I let's get a little go through these a little more quickly. Grizzlies, where you have them, or what? What, what do they do this offseason? Memphis Grizzlies this offseason, they really just didn't do much. They got Hazonia, Hazonia, Desmond Ooh. Bain, Ooh. Xavier Tillman. Yeah. And they lost Josh Jackson and Anthony Tolliver. It's not much. That's that's back end of your roster kind of stuff. As much as I love Josh Jackson, no, I don't love Josh Jackson. I like him a little more than other people. But yeah, I think John Morant is going to be phenomenal this year. I think he's absolutely going to make an All Star game. I think he and the player from his draft that we're going to talk about right after we talk about the Grizzlies. I think they both make the All Star game this year. If we even have an All Star game, which I don't think I don't even know if we will, but they're just going to be great. John Morant looks like. People are saying this, but it looks like he's a be- he plays like and looks like the best player on the court in every game that he's played. So, so that's a little bit of a scary thought. I mean, we've had a lot of good point guards in this league, but I think Ja is just gonna. Um, he cares more than a lot of other people. Ja Morant really wants to be the best, and those dunks that he has, like for a six-two guy, holy! Like he's Russell Westbrook with a better shot in some senses. Not in every. I think he's. Sense. I think he's Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. That's not a great compare. That's not it's not a great look for him then. I think Josh I think Josh is just a better team player. I think um he makes his teammates around him better, which not everybody does. Um I think he's gonna have a great assist to turnover ratio this year. And I love what I see from Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson Jr. Those guys just keep on growing. That's what I want to see from him. What do you think about him? Uh I think they're gonna be on the outside looking in. Oh, really? I th- I think they're gonna win about thirty five games, they're gonna be number eleven. Yeah. I I don't think they have enough talent in the West to be better than five teams. Okay. Interesting. I, I agree with you. John Morant is great. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is great. I love Brandon Clark uh, from Gonzaga. Um, they just, their depth is, uh, again, their depth is just, like, they have a lot of NBA players, but they're not very high-tier NBA players. Yeah. And they lost. Yeah. I guess they didn't lose Crowder. They traded him in, in the middle of last season. Yeah. Yeah, they but. did look a little bit, a little more toothless in the bubble. They were in the eighth spot. They lost the eighth spot. They somehow held on to the ninth spot again ahead of the charging Suns. Went eight and zero in the bubble. Um, I see what you mean there. I just think that Jaw is going to be really, really good this year, and I like him and like those two forwards that they have, or I guess you could call them centers in Clark and Triple J. So I have him at thirty-seven, thirty-five, ninth in the West in the second yeah. playing spot. Like I said, I have him thirty-five and thirty-seven, so, 11th. Yeah, I I wonder who you have in that uh, last playoff spot that is in the Pelicans. You have Pelicans in the playoffs? Yeah, I have them a lot higher than you think. You think? I'm gonna get sixth. Yeah, they're that's what. The, yeah, I just didn't think you were said six before. So what do the Pelicans do this off season? Uh, Pelicans they got Kira Lewis Jr. from Maryland, right? Maryland? No, no. that's your no A and M. No, Kira Lewis Jr. is Alabama. I knew it was an SEC school. Maryland is not SEC. Yeah, I know. All right. I was thinking, okay, no, yeah. okay, never mind. 
Okay. They got Eric Bledsoe. They got Steven Adams. They lost Drew Holiday, Darius Miller, and Derek Favors. Yeah. So a little worse than last year. Probably, mm, right? oh, Overall, I feel like it's a break even. The question is Zion, right? Yes, he's going to be good. Do you think he's also going to be like all NBA level this year? Yes, very much. I think he's got a chance to be second team. Really? Tell me about it. What What is there to tell about him? He's literally averaged like 25 points a game with like a bad like knee. Yeah, we see a healthy Zion this year with no minutes restriction. The rest of the NBA might have to watch out. I We have like the Pelicans and the Rockets switch, I think. Those are teams like... It's not like I'm not, I don't think the Pelicans are going to be good this year. I have them uh, an even 500. I think you have the Rockets at an even 500. What's the Pelicans record that you have for them? 39 and 33. Yeah, and I have the Rockets at 40 and 32. So interesting how those line up. Um, two very different teams. The loss of Derek Favors is a little, and Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday especially, is a little nervous, like makes me a little nervous. Lonzo is really going to have to step up. Like, I think he will. I think a lot of bubble. people. Lonzo sucked in the bubble. No, like. All right, all right, all right. All right. He was terrible. He looked like the worst player in the NBA in the bubble. Didn't mm, he? No. Yeah. I was watching Lonzo Ball during. I did not like what I saw. He, whew, not great. Anyway, but if Lonzo steps up, like the question is basically their guards. I mean, maybe you don't have to worry about their guards if uh, Brandon Ingram, who we've not mentioned, and is all-star level maybe was all-star level last year if he is like up to snuff and Zion is the dominant force that we hope that he is then yeah then I think they're gonna get dragged their guards will be drag kicking and screaming to the playoffs but like are you really like that into Eric Bledsoe and Lonzo Ball in that backcourt where the hell is the shooting yeah. on this team you JJ Redick and Lonzo Ball's shot is very good I don't know like he improved his shot last year and then lost all of it in the bubble and once again the bubble is such like such a bad way to judge people okay i mean that's fair the question is how much like you think the bubble matters and i guess it doesn't necessarily matter that much but they also got steve adams to replace Derek favors yeah which i mean i don't i don't love i like Derek favors more because i think he's um yeah but he would have been in- interfering with zion's minutes yeah but he was good with on the floor with zion together and like what are you gonna play steven adams together with zion that's a much worse no he's team. the second unit okay but he's getting paid a lot of money to I mean, that's I not, that wasn't there. That I wasn't hope, their contract. I hope Zion is playing like 35 minutes a game. So if you're playing Steven Adams like 15 minutes a game, is he really super psyched for that? Uh, I think that's what he deserves. 15 to 20, yeah. Okay. 15, 15 and 20 are a big difference. I don't know. I don't love the... I have yet to love the fit that Zion and RJ Barrett have on their respective teams, but I love what Ja has. And I think... Maybe Jaws in a little bit better of a situation where, I mean, he obviously is taking charge of the situation and like shining. And Archie Barrett probably should do a little more about the situation, as, even though I don't know how much he can. But yeah, Zion, like, the situation is weird for him. Brandon Ingram is not the best star to go along with him. In a couple of years, we're going to be like, do Zion and Brandon Ingram really fit that well together? Because both those guys need the ball in their hands. Yeah, Brandon Ingram is a terrific catch and shoot guy. But like, I don't think he likes being that guy. I think he likes being like, the most gifted offensive guy on the floor. So I don't know how long he stays. He's that's a secret like uh James Harden move. Like Brandon Ingram would actually fit really well, I think, on this Rockets team. And would be a nice replacement. I just don't think um that's gonna happen. But he did just get paid a lot of money. I know they won't have him as a big part of their future. I don't know. That's just a dark horse team that I think would be interesting move. Um so yeah, what if that happened? If you if there was a trade of that basically amounted to Brandon Ingram for James Harden which I know Brandon Ingram can't actually be traded until the offseason, so I guess it's impossible. Um, yeah, can't be traded until the offseason, so I guess that's impossible, so it doesn't matter for this season. 
but maybe something to keep the, your eye on if James Harden still doesn't get traded this season. All right, so tell me who your last playoff team. Uh, Golden State. <sighs> I didn't have them. I had them 13th before last night, and last night just confirmed it for me. Steph Curry is not a guy to lead his own team. We saw that way back in the day. He's too small. He's too small. But think of it this way. They lost nobody. Got James Wiseman, Kent Bazemore, Brad Wanamaker, and Kelly Oubre. They lost nobody from the worst team in basketball. Because Steph, because they had two and a half guys injured. But they were the worst team in basketball last year. They got Steph back. Great. Kelly Oubre. What happened when Peyton Manning got injured with the Colts? Yeah, they were the worst team in then they drafted Andrew Luck to replace him. Yeah. And also made a lot of signings during the offseason and also were pretty terrible during Andrew Luck's first year. For several years, actually, because he didn't have an offensive line, so he kept just getting absolutely demolished. Yeah, but you don't need an offensive line in the NBA. Whatever. You might kind of need an offensive line with Steph Curry, though. Ah, oh, man. Steph... See, the thing about Steph is that now he has to constantly create his own shot, and yeah, we see that like sometimes he can do that and it looks phenomenal. Here's the thing. If Wiggins oh. keeps shooting the ball, then they're not going to do well. Well, Wiggins is going to keep shooting the ball because Wiggins like averages 20 points a game for his career somehow. I don't I don't know how, but Andrew Wiggins like has averaged 20 points a game for his career. I think like 21.5 or something. I just looked that up yesterday. I'm a, I'm worried about Ubre and Wiggins as like your last as your only line of defense really. I like what I from what I've seen from James Wiseman and Pascal's fine James on the defensive end. Pascal's fine. I liked Pascal last year. He's more can still guard three positions, I feel. Yeah, you know who's not that great? Sorry to say this. No, it's not Jordan Poole. It's not Jordan, Jordan Poole. Poole. It's not Jordan Poole. He's Jordan, great. He's no, phenomenal. He's not. Jordan Poole's phenomenal. Great. Listen, phenomenal. Karis LeVert, Duncan Robinson, great players. Great players. Not everyone's going to be great. Jordan yeah, Poole. Yeah, he is. Jordan Poole, phenomenal. I don't think he's NBA level. He's, did you see his game last night? What did he do? I wasn't, uh, I wasn't looking I at mean, Jordan he Poole. He played 18 minutes, had two points, two rebounds, and three assists. And he was only a minus three in a game that they lost by 26. Probably because he was playing during garbage time when KD and Kyrie were also sitting. I mean, he played 18 minutes. I feel like oh. they had to have overlapped. Okay. I I would just want to know uh, when uh, those lines from the fourth. Yeah, sorry. We're not here to talk about Jordan Poole. We're here to talk about the fact that the Warriors... What I saw last night was what I was worried about. This team cannot do that much outside of Steph Curry. Who else on that team can create their own shot? That's all James I James Wiseman and Kelly Oubre. Andrew Wiggins can create his own shot. He just can't make his own shot. You can't see it, but I'm raising my eyebrows. <sighs> Who on that team can pass? Who uh, can... Brad Wanamaker is an elite passer. <laughs> he is. He was in the Celtics last year. No, I'm not even, like, memeing around. He was a great, he was the, a great leader of the second unit. Okay, I'm talking about when Steph Curry is on the floor. When Steph Curry is doing like his uh, mouse in the house kind of thing and running around to all the corners, who's getting in the damn ball? Oubre. Oubre? Oh, oh God. Well, no, it's going to be a tale of two teams, honestly. A tale? Would, no, they're going to be a tale of one player and then the rest of the team. Draymond Green is the only guy who like can really depend on doing something like that. Oh, my goodness. Do you know how uh, what Kelly Oubre's career assist numbers are? Just per, okay, per, per three I'm, I'm grasping at straws here, but I feel like you're reading too much into this. I feel like Steph Curry doesn't need other players to be off the on the floor to create his own shot. He's not James Harden or Damian Lillard. Yeah, he's better. At different things. He's not the same player. Just because you're a better player than those guys does not mean that you can do the same things as well, even if you play the same position and are also really good at shooting threes. Kelly Oubre has averaged 0.9 assists for his career. Okay? He's not a point guard. He's not supposed to be a point guard. 
you ever you averaged less than one assist and you were like, oh, this is the guy who's gonna get Steph Curry the ball and kick. No, it's not gonna be Wiggins. Not gonna be Wiggins. It's probably not gonna be Pascal, and it's probably not gonna be Wiseman. So I my options were limited. <laughs> Your options are sometimes the options are non-existent. Like yeah, okay, there's always gonna be guys who have to score. There's not always guys who have to assist. Uh, yeah, I don't think this Warriors team is gonna be good. La- yeah, last night is kind of what I expected. I didn't think they can. Who they can't score and they can't really defend. Steph is gonna be super tired. His legs are gonna be. Couple listen, they're gonna have nights where they just have, score 140 points because everybody's hitting their shots. I, this is gonna be a bad offense. I'm sorry. I don't know who's like James Wiseman. Great game for a rookie. I think that if he keeps that up, he could be rookie of the year. He was he was number two on my list for rookie of the year. But also, you listen. I put him 13 because I didn't think they would be doing all that much, and I'm really worried about what they're gonna do about any team that's good. Like, legitimately worried. I'm also not even sure that they can beat bad teams. Like, if you look at the Kings roster and then you look at the Warriors roster, I like the Kings roster better. Well, that's personal opinion. I feel like yes. the Kings are poorly run and don't have an actual system. I think Luke Walton. And they don't. And they don't have an actual coach. Yeah, no, Luke, Luke Walton, Walton is their puppet. coach. He's a puppet. But I literally the Warriors coach. I yeah, but I think that the Kings are, have a better roster. I think that the Timberwolves have a better roster. I have this the, the, below those them. Are just nuclear takes, and I won't stand for them. I, I feel like the Warriors are going to be better than you think. No. Steph, Steph has let has led this team to the playoffs with less. No, he hasn't. Back in Never. like 2012. 2012. I don't even remember what happened in 2012. I gotta say, what happened? Beat 20- the Nuggets. Oh yeah, that series. They had Monte Ellis though, didn't they? No, I'm pretty sure he was injured. Um, or on the or on the Mavericks or on the Bucks. I mean, we'll see. They had Andrew Bogut though. <laughs> that Andrew Bogut was. First of all, Andrew Bogut's number one overall pick. But also, I think you're thinking of 2013. Uh, I mean, this, the season started in 2012. That's true. They went 47 and 35. It's a good year for them. Uh, who was on that team? Oh, Harrison Barnes. Draymond Green was on that team. Clay Thompson was not doing that much. Yeah, uh, neither was Draymond Green. Yeah, so yeah, you had Steph scoring 23 points a game. You had David. Oh, David. Clay scored, by the way, 16 points a game that year. So I would not say he was doing nothing. He was starting. In yeah, that's, it's every- literally, that's literally Ubre. Did you just compare Clay Thompson to Kelly Oubre? I have compared 2013 Clay Thompson to Kelly Oubre, yes. At the very least, uh, Clay Thompson averaged 2.2 assists that year. I think you're getting very caught up in one game. No, I had them 13th before the season, before before I saw the game. That game just, like, confirmed my suspicions. I don't think, I didn't, didn't think they were going to be very yeah, good. Yeah, confirmation bias. Confirmation bias, Sorry. I guess, yeah, that's confirmation by after one. The reason I didn't think they were going to be very good is because people are like, oh, Steph Curry, he can lead his own team. And I don't think Steph Curry could lead his own team. Even if Steph scored like 40 points last night and they lost like by five points, I still wouldn't have moved him off. Well, no, I feel like that would have given you more reason to move them. No, I wouldn't have moved him off. Okay, yeah, I know. Let's get to who I actually had in the 11th spot. Sacramento Kings. Not, not the Timberwolves. Okay, Sacramento Kings. Oh, let's look at the Sacramento Kings. What did they do this offseason? They got Hassan Whiteside, Tyrese Halliburton. They lost Bogdan to Bogdanovich and Kent Bazemore. Yep. I don't think the Kings are amazing, but I like the Aaron Fox. The same way that I think that John Morant is going to do good stuff on the Grizzlies. The team, yeah, again, their team didn't change. The team, yes, but this is a young team. There's a big difference between a young team not changing and an older team not changing. Darren Fox is only getting better. Marvin Bagley might be healthy. Big emphasis on the might there. I know that just like, any minute now, we're going to go and, like, Marvin Bagley, like, tears his ACL. Um, Marvin Bagley has has torn his body. 
the dude seems to, like break stuff. That's that's the weird thing. It's not that he's like tearing these muscles, it's that his bones just seem to be incredibly brittle. But he broke his hand, he's had all these foot issues and stuff like that. That's that's the kind of thing that's a little worrisome. I don't know if he can really hold up. He might just get like smacked in the shoulder or something and it by Anthony Davis or whatever, and his arm just sort of like comes apart. A little worrisome. But I love Tyrese Halliburton. Big Tyrese Halliburton fan. He's NBA ready. He is ready to like be playing from the first game, be starting in game one. I don't know if he will be because they got Buddy healed, but I love that backcourt. I don't I mean don't love it. It's not like it's a playoff contender. I have them six games behind um the team ahead of them that's in the playoffs. But Buddy Heal, Darren Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, are you telling me you don't like that? Think of all the defense to be played. Yeah. Tyrese Halliburton is a terrific defender. Darren Fox. We haven't seen that at the NBA level. What? Darren Fox is undersized, and Tyrese Halliburton we haven't seen defend at the NBA level. I Darren Fox is not undersized. He's like six foot four and a point guard. We just called Steph Curry short, and he's six five. Steph Curry is six three. He's six four. I'm pretty Steph sure. Steph Curry is not six five. Get me out of here with that. Steph Curry is six three on a good day. And also, six six is a is a. I feel like an a, six five to six six is an average point guard size. Maybe now in the old days it was like six two to six four. Well, yeah, that was the DJ oh, Augustine days. Not everyone can be SGA or Ben Simmons. What? SGA is short. SGA is 6'6". Six, six. What are you on? What? He looks so tiny. Yeah, because he's a skinny little dude because he hasn't gotten ripped yet. But yeah, SGA is 6'6". Six six. Maybe 6'5". Six I think 6'6", six six, though. He's 6'5". You you clearly just do, not, you just do not know like how tall players are. And that's he's just 180 pounds. Yeah, but he's... What did he say? You said 6'5"? Yeah, he's got a 6'11 wingspan, so yeah, he looks tiny. Yeah, but also that wingspan is real nice. Yeah, the wingspan's huge, but that's it just makes him look smaller. I mean, yeah, and also the fact that his arms are so skinny, so that's all you're really saying. But, I don't know. It's literally like two balloon animals on his side. Yeah. Listen, this team is clearly not exactly super, okay? Like, after Marvin Bagley, what do you got? Nemanja? Also, wait, they got worse. They lost Bogdanovich. Yeah, that kind of sucks. That sucks, not gonna lie. For absolutely nothing. What I'm basically depending on is Aaron Fox taking another step, which I think he can, and Marvin Bagley actually being decent. Just or just oh, they have, game. They have number they have number two overall pick, Jerry Parker. Oh, that's true. They might end up with a number two. They also have this year. Rashawn Holmes, who's sneaky good. Yeah. I always like Rashawn Holmes. And I like the Robert, Robert Woodard pick. I think that's a guy who like is gonna be Robert like, Woodard the second. Yeah. And also Glenn Robinson the third and Marvin Bagley the third. Michigan man, Michigan man, Glenn Robinson the third. Yeah. He's not bad. He's not bad. Glenn Robinson. Of course, not bad. He went to Michigan. Yeah, the Glenn Robinson before him is better, but whatever. They got Hassan Whiteside. Listen, it's not it's not a great team. I like Jamius Ramsey though. I think they had a great draft, and so like even if this isn't like a phenomenal team this year, again, I don't have them that different than like the other teams like in their standing. Maybe winning thirty games in the West is a little rich, but I think a lot of the teams in the West are going to lose more games than you think, just because they're going to be beating up on each other. Because I don't think there's like a huge separation between a lot of these teams. Yeah, that's why I'm saying yeah. five through ten. Yeah. Well, actually, like five through eleven are separated by four games for me. Yeah, for me, I have uh, the number one team and the number two team separated by five games. Then the two through ten separated by nine games, and then the ten. Sorry, two through ten separated by nine games, and the ten and eleven separated by six games. So like, there's a big difference there. So I don't know. I don't think the Kings are going to be amazing. But I think they're going to be... I th- I like their roster more than anybody else in the West. That's all I got. Maybe I, maybe I like the Timberwolves roster better, but oh boy, the Timberwolves are not going to be good. So what, what's their record going to be? I have them at 30 and 42. 
Oh, that's what I have met. Okay, then, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, we agree. You made it seem like they're going to, like, shock the world. That's... Sh- well, what spot do you have them in? What, uh... Place? Uh, 12. <laughs> then 11. <laughs> I think we just think about that differently. Yeah. I'm All right, you better have... The, the next team better have, like, basically the same record. The next team has is two games worse. I mean, it's not... Okay, it's the Timberwolves? It's the Timberwolves, yeah. Okay. Uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Yikes. Um, I mean, they added Anthony Edwards and Ricky Rubio and got rid of James Johnson. I I say it's a wash. Here's and it's not, that's not here true. They probably will win a few more games, but like there, once again, negative defense will be played. There are some things that are coming out of Wolves camp and Wolves preseason. Do you know what it is? Have you been uh, following? Uh, John was it Krashevsky? No, I haven't. What's been happening? Jared Culver looks like he's a real NBA player this year. Oh, thank God. Jared Culver looks like he might be making a difference for them this year. Championship runner-up Jared Culver. Love him. Yeah. I love Jared Culver in college. Well, I think we both had such a fun time watching uh, the last March Madness that we've watched. Yeah, the last March Madness <laughs> that happened two years ago. <laughs> oh, man. I missed that. But Virginia, they're still the national champions. They also have two guys with similar names. They got Jaden McDaniels and Jordan McLaughlin. Nice. Nice. McDaniels is not going to play this year. Or if he does, he's not going to play very well. But They have Jake Lehman. I can't believe Jake Lehman is an NBA player. He can, he can, he has, he's a good athlete. Yeah. Which, like, he, him and Grayson Allen. Like, by the way, I think Grayson Allen's going to start for the Grizzlies this year, which, woo, interesting. Interesting idea. But nevertheless, yeah. it's happening. Bold. But anyway, yeah. So the Timberwolves, it looks like Carl Anthony Towns, who very tragically lost, I think, like seven or eight of his, re- like, close relatives, including his mother, to COVID 19. He I, he couldn't even like get out, like get out of his chair when he was first announced in his first preseason game, and he does not look locked in at all. I'm not so surprised with that. That makes sense. D'Angelo Russell. I don't think we should poo poo on him for that. I mean, yeah, I mean, like he's got the talent to be like an MVP level guy, but this is not the year for. That. Would you like some Houston Rockets updates? Oh, oh God, there's, there's more. I love how I, I just there was a group. There was a group of Houston players, including Martin, who I think that's a rookie, right? And Martin Jr. Yes including Martin, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, away from the facility at an apartment getting haircuts, sources said. That's led to the contact tracing on Wall and Cousins as team awaits more res- testing results. Oh, so everyone is just doing it. Yeah. How lovely. John Wall is negative. Yeah, John Wall is negative. Cousins is negative. But he still can't play. Still can't play, McLemore. no. And they're testing McLemore again. Lovely. McLemore tested positive. I know. McLemore, they're seeing if it'll be a mistake or not. I don't know. He's in self-isolation. How fun. How fun. Um. Anyway. Not great news for the Rockets. Just not great news for the Rockets at all. But nevertheless, we'll see what happens. Anyway, um, back to the Timberwolves. D'Angelo Russell, he's never going to be fine. on a winning team, is he? No. Never, right? No. I, the Warriors should never have traded him for Wiggins. I don't know why. Well, yeah, obviously. That's a, that a dumb move. Like, I mean, yeah, sure. I think, what, is the Wolves, like, the top three protected or unprotected or something this year? Which is going to be nice. It's a great draft. And so maybe you end up with like I don't know Greg Brown or something, which is great, but like or Luka Garza, or uh, God, what's that oh, guy's yeah, name? Luka Garza, top ten pick. Are you sure about that? <laughs> okay, I mean like he's good, but like he's gonna be picked in the second round though. So, uh, who's the guy in like Mississippi State or something? Mississippi State. That's got to be one I don't remember. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of really good players this year in the draft. Yeah, let's leave it at that. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, so. I think just like Jared Culver is going to be good. I think Anthony Edwards is going to be a little, he's like, 
He's been so overrated and so like tacked down that he's underrated at this point. He like showed some stuff in the in the, the last couple of preseason games. I don't think he's going to make a huge impact on winning games for them this year. But and he's not going to look like the number one overall pick in the draft. But I mean, that's kind of what we expected from Edwards. So I don't know. I don't know what you think is a good or bad get from Edwards because when because a lot of people are just expecting that he's just going to completely suck and then never be a good NBA player. I mean, he's going to be Andrew Wiggins 2.0. I don't think it's quite the same. I think he's going to play better defense. I think he's going to care more about passing the ball. I just don't think he cares more. as care, I think he cares about the same as ba- about basketball. So he's good at basketball. I don't think he loves basketball. That's it. But yeah, so I have him as a 28 and 44. What about you? Any other thoughts on them? No, they're very unremarkable. I have him at 30 and 42. Yeah, so basically the same thing. And so you have them as, do you have them above or below the Kings? Uh, same record, but below. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so next, so I have the Warriors after that. So then let's go to my 14. Is there anyone that I've been? No. Like low on the list? No. Your, thir- your 13 is the Timberwolves then, right? So my four, so the Warriors, are, by the way, I have it 25 and 47. What's your record for them? Uh, 38 and 34. Okay. That's a big difference. I don't, you know what their over-under is this year? Isn't it like 30? Pretty sure it's 35 and a half or yeah. something. It's high. So that's a big difference. I have them pretty far below that. Anyway, um, so Spurs, where do you have uh, – I I assume you have the Spurs and Thunder in your 14 and 15. How far the mighty have fallen? So talk to me about the Spurs. What do they do this offseason? They did nothing except draft Devin Vassell and Trey Jones. Yeah, and you know who I love? Devin Vassell. Oh, man, I love Devin Vassell. The dude looks like he's he's going to be a big part of their future. Just Too bad they won't win. What? Too bad he's not going to win. Not this year, but – when they're winning again, Devin Vassell is going to be a big part of that. The guy like Devin Vassell and Isaac Okoro, who we're going to talk about Okoro um, when we talk about the Cavs, when we talk about um, <clears throat> something else. But I love Vassell and Okoro are just so much clearly better than like DeAndre Hunter and uh Okoro were last year. Oh, all right. Yeah. I we, Well, I compared Okoro and Vassell to Hunter and um, Culver, I think, on the draft pod but i really like what i see from vassell he can create like immediately he was defending james harden in preseason which like that's a pretty big task for a guy who like hasn't even had played in any summer games or anything like that so that was pretty impressive um everyone else on this team not great bad old bad. and bad bad like lma is actually gonna you know shoot some threes demar DeRozan might shoot some threes it's not gonna pretty gay is better on the team what Rudy Gay is still on that team. Yeah, that surprised me. I did not remember Rudy Gay was still in the NBA. Just a little surprising to me. But yeah, I like Devin Vassell. I think he's gonna like average like a decent amount of points. Like if there was if this was like a Malcolm Brogdon kind of year where no rookies were doing well at all, then he would be the kind of guy who would sort of like fit the Malcolm Brogdon mode, just like being a guy who puts up points on a bad team. But I think they're gonna be rookies who are a little better than that this year. But that's the only bright spot in the Spurs, a guy who wasn't on the roster until about a month ago. So not great. Agreed. Yeah. Do you like what you've seen from Derek White Jr. and co- and company? Like They have Murray? not progressed. Murray, White, Walker, they really haven't progressed that much, on at least on the offensive end. I guess Derek White's more of the offensive player of that group. but Dante Murray's a good, great defender, at least. Yeah, that's the thing. He hasn't done anything else but defend, which I kind of worry about his utility if he's a a wing who can't really score that well yeah i mean like 
those are guys who like they would be role players on better teams, but they cannot be expected to be the best player on a team and like, your team do well at all. So bad season for the Spurs. Like trust and pop, I know, but like once the season happens, once like they miss the playoffs, like that's when you know, yeah, it's gonna be a little while before they get back. So, I mean, they might end up with Cade Cunningham in this year's draft because they're gonna be that's the guy I was thinking of. Yeah, Cade Cunningham's in Oklahoma State. Oh, same thing. Different thing. But Cade Cunningham's going number one, one overall. And I have the Spurs. Spoiler, I have them as the third worst team in the league. So they have they would be tied because of the NBA's new flattened odds. They'd be tied with the two worst teams in the league um, for the same draft odds of the number one pick. So that's pretty good. Yeah, at the very least, you're picking in the top, I believe the top seven in a loaded NBA draft at the top. That's some good stuff for the Spurs. So I am pretty happy about, I'd be pretty happy about that if I were them, but that's the only thing you're playing for this year. Even as you do have like some vets who I'm sure are used to better. Anything else about the Spurs or? They're not going to win 30 games. You want to move on to the final team in the West? Yeah, the Oklahoma City Thunders. Yeah. So what'd they do this offseason? They got Al Horford, yep. Alexei Pokusevsky, yep. Theo Maladon, yep. George Hill, mm-hmm. and Darius Miller. Yep. They lost Chris Paul, Big Dan Schroeder. Yep. Terrence Ferguson, Steven Adams, mm. Danilo Gallinari, Nerlens Noel, Andre Robertson. It's a new era of Thunder basketball. Yeah, they should have gone after Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so SGA is the guy here, right? We're all talking about SGA as like, um, yeah, like this is this is the kind of guy who little worried he becomes like a good stats bad team kind of guy. But since he is a stat sheet stuffer, like he's the kind of guy you can expect to do well, like points block points rebounds assists seals blocks i expect he's gonna like do a lot of that this year for the thunder i think they're gonna have a terrible offense they're like they're starting I, yeah sga um lou dort probably is starting darius Baisley. waterloo dort oh man this like this is gonna be quite a bad team i have them as the second worst team in the entire nba and that's just by one game uh they're just one game better than the worst team that i have uh you mean the next <laughs> don't don't tell people yet we'll get to them we'll get to them when we do the east um so yeah i've got the thunder i don't think they're very good this year listen i like what i have seen from sga but i'm a little worried about what he did in the bubble he of the three guys in the bubble yeah he was second year guy versus like shooter and paul or vets but he was there's a marked difference between him and those guys but do you think like lou dort's been working on his three-point shot this offseason I hope so, because if not, if not, he's just going to turn to DeJounte Murray. Yeah, but well, better, because, like, Lou Dort shut down James Harden. Like, if yeah, Harden shut down like, James Harden. I feel like he did. I feel like he both did and could. Yeah. But, and so I want to see him against, like, other teams. I want to see, like, he's going to be guarding Jamal Murray. He's going to be guarding um Donovan Mitchell. And, like, those guys are not going to be – they're not usually going to have this kind of stopper who just pesters them at all times. And so, like, I feel like they're going to get into, like, closer rock fights than you might expect. The issue is, like, I don't know, the Nuggets are just going to have Jokic, too, and there's no one on um, that team who can really stop someone like Jokic. And uh, the Thunder also do need to score. It's going to be a little difficult for them doing that. I don't know, maybe Pokashevsky just, like, um, flails his arms, and dude's got dude's got a terrific jump shot. Mentioned that already. But that's that's the most fun project in the draft, for sure. Right? 100%. Yeah. yeah. You have any... Here's uh, the honest of this draft. What? He's the Giannis of this draft, I feel like. Well, he he's the kind of guy, you see the success of Giannis, and you're like, okay, but what if we went even crazier? 
<laughs> like what, what if, if we like, went to the lab? Yeah, exactly. Like what if like we had and we done... created a guy who's seven foot one and one hundred and ten pounds. But he also like has an incredible jump shot. He's got great passing ability. All we have I'd to do is that. make him gain a hundred pounds. That's or like eighty pounds, I guess. In his case, can they make? No, I, I think it's hundred. I think it's hundred. Do you think he has to get to two hundred eighty pounds? Zion, he's one hundred eighty. You know, he's like one ninety five. I feel like he's like one fifty. There's no way he looks like it because the dude is seven feet, but he really is only. He's like waiting. I think at like one ninety something at the combine. So right, we'll see. But yeah, basically the goal is see like can Alexei Pokushevsky gain weight we don't know if he can that's the problem we don't know if he can gain weight Giannis is jacked now but like Giannis the body looked a little better he already like was still growing I remember he was he and Pokushevsky were both the youngest players in their respective drafts I believe but Pokushevsky is nearly by the way he's nearly 19 years old which you have to be in the year that the draft happens to be eligible for the draft so he barely snuck in dude's got a long way to go but he's gonna I think he's gonna be a cult hero He's got a long way to go, but the good thing for him is he's already halfway there because he's very long. Yeah, and he's actually going to get like significant. I don't know about significant. He's going to get minutes at the very least because um, the Thunder team uh, does not have a great depth of players. I don't know, maybe George Hill will do something. Do you think George Hill's on that team? Like after post like bio time, not a chance, right? Probably like end uh, of the league or something. Uh, or maybe the Clippers. That's where he belongs. Mm. Al Horford's a little interesting though, right? You know where George Hill should go. Where? Mavericks. That's not a bad choice. Yeah, kind of like it. Is Al Horford like... Bad, yes. Well, he's not bad, but I mean, he he's just not a... on a winning team, so he's not going to be doing that much. Like Al Horford is going to go from like being asked to do nothing at all, basically, to being asked to do way more than he actually can. And he needs just like some happy medium, which would be, he would be perfect on the current Celtics. Just saying that. All right. Right. Just a great guy to absorb into your trade exception, which you created from... Um, the Gordon Hayward uh, trade. We're not talking about the East, right? Yeah. So, as we're right now, we are nearly two hours into the podcast. Um, we've been at this for a while. I don't want this to go four hours, like just as one straight pod. I think we'll do the East a little bit faster. We'll record the East tomorrow. Um, yeah, but the West, the stuff about the West should be um, up. Should be up pretty soon, I guess. By the time you hear it, it will be up. So, not really a difference there. Hopefully this is up before at least some of the games. We'll see what happens. We'll have the East up um, by some point Thursday, um, like I assume Thursday afternoon, Friday morning. So you will get both of those pods by Friday, at the very least. Um, and we'll talk about the East tomorrow. Yup. Until then, um, let's enjoy the basketball we've got tonight. Yeah, we actually have a lot of teams playing basketball. Yeah, m- most teams, in fact. And so I don't, I'm excited. It's going to be nice to see so many uh, new team players with the new teams. I'm excited to check out the rookies this year because, like, that's a weird class. But anyway, we'll get it, We'll get into that tomorrow. We're having um, the East. We'll do our awards picks, and we'll do our who we think is going to be in the finals. Until then, we'll see ya.